Reptile Gumbo Podcast. I'm James Lewis from Simply Serpents. And I'm April Justine from Designer Exotics. Each week, we'll discuss what is happening in herpetoculture on social media, YouTube, and even on other podcasts. We will share our opinions and thoughts on current events, as well as the opinions of you, the listener. Make sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking. Then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on the podcast. So sit back and relax. Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. This is episode 34. How's it going, April? It is great. James, how are you today? I'm tired. I got home and I went immediately to working on my tortoise barn because I'm a slacker and should have done it months ago. And it's going to be 40 degrees tomorrow night. Yeah, this so. cold front thing that's happening is making me so excited because I am your basic white bitch and I love fall and I love pumpkin spice and I'm so excited. I am waiting till Thursday to put a pumpkin spice wax melt in my wax melt in my classroom. Mm, I ha- I bought candles even for my hotel room, so it smells like fall. It just makes me so excited. The one I put in this morning, this morning in my class smelled like uh, uh, fruity pebbles. Oh, that's so my whole room smelled like fruity pebbles, and I was like, I could really go for some fruity pebbles. <laughs> that was my I don't have to find fruity pebbles for you now. Next time I see you, <laughs> I love it. it. Reminds me of my grandma's house in the summers when I was just like I'd live off cereal. That's amazing. Uh, I love it how like smells of things bring you back to different memories. I love that. It would, it would be cereal and one dollar pizzas. Might as well like the, the anymore. Yeah, the t- yeah. the Tinos. Whatever. They're not a dollar anymore. Now they're like a dollar fifty or two dollars. Yep. Yep. But they're kind of like cardboard, kind of not. You still like them? I still love them. <laughs> I'll eat like five of those things in one sitting. That's beautiful. Anyways, but this is a reptile podcast, not a basic white bitch podcast. So. <laughs> well, then, then I guess you're gone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably so. I'm out. <laughs> uh, before we go any farther, I do want to mention sponsors. First one, Lone Star Reptile Racks. Robert, who we had on last week. Uh, if anybody needs a rack, go see him. He'll be at any of the Herps shows, which is our other sponsor, which, oddly enough, our other sponsor is on this week. How's it going, Sean? What's up, buddy? Hi, April. Hi. So, Sean Gray of Herps Reptile Shows. And if you haven't heard me talk about him yet, uh, this is apparently your first episode. Cause, yeah, because we talk about Sean every single week. I do. <laughs> I, 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 missed, I missed Sean and Lori, and I've had withdrawals. I'm sure in about a month and a half, I'll be tired of Sean and Lori. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which shows are you all going to? James, you're like going to every single one, and there's a lot coming I'm, up. I'm not, I'm not going to one. I think Stafford. <laughs> uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, because now we have Lafayette and Beaumont. We have Slidell and New Orleans. So I'm doing four shows. And Sean, you're doing like five in a row, right? Yeah, we do. We have five in a row. How do you how do you keep up with that, Sean? And Lori, yep. Lori's there too. I heard her in the Lori, back. Lori, that's how we keep up with it, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps everything organized, and I I just market do all the advertising. I'd say he's the pretty face, but I've seen Sean's face. Yeah, yeah, mine. I have a face for radio. That's why this is great. <laughs> it is perfect for you. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like you guys are a very uh, good team because you do opposite stuff. She does more than uh, all of us combined, though. So. so I don't know if it's really opposite. Lori does everything, and Sean shows up and runs around. <laughs> yeah. 
run around. Yeah, I wish I was just running around. <laughs> Sometimes that's what she thinks I do. But when I've got to like change out paper towels and all oh, the men's rooms clogged, what do I, I mean? I'm like, yo, can you move that trash can five feet, five feet closer to me? Yeah, that's uh, most of the time lately. Those shows have been so busy that I've actually been behind tables helping vendors sell. And um, oh, that's awesome. And you know, being from a vending background, it's kind of it's kind of cool because you know I got out of the loop for so long, and then I get behind the table and it's just like riding a bike. So um, it, that's you know pretty interesting uh, part for me at least to do. Um, it's a lot of fun, but then I get to leave the table, so I don't have to deal with all the other crap. The entire day. <laughs> I'm about to say when, when that weird customer comes up that doesn't actually want to buy anything but wants to tell you their whole life story, you get to walk away. Yeah, we get those a lot. We st- I still, I st- still get to hear those. I mean, I get to hear those whenever I'm just walking around the show or whatever. So, have you all um, made that vendor bingo board game I know, yet? I need to. I need to make one. <laughs> so, Sean, I don't know if I ever told Sean we were going to make a vendor bingo for all the vendors. Uh, just for like the weird thing, like girl with cat ears, or <laughs> man with oh, boa around shoulders. Man with boa. Man with boa. Uh, although I would say person with chicken and backpack, but Sean didn't let that person into the show in New Orleans. So <laughs> no, that person was a little crazy. I did see a I did see a monkey in a backpack at Corpus, um, and we had a, a hairless cat at the last one. The ball sack cat was in a backpack, one of those bubble backpacks. The ball sack. Yeah, it was in the ballsack cat was in the backpack, uh, which is lemur in the backpack, <clears throat> but no, no chickens. All right, so we're going to have to go with uh, exotic animal and backpack. I think that's what's going to have to be on the bingo card. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Percy oh, not wearing deodorant, everybody get a bingo. Oh, oh God, that's Ooh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Pretty rough. God, yeah. That one's always horrible. That, I mean, yeah, it's like a, a joke, but I think it'd be funny to give everyone a bingo card. <laughs> Just randomly, people go, bingo! And you're like, yeah! That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, too good. <laughs> That's when like, someone's yelling out, where were the cat ears? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? That's oh, so funny. Uh, um, so, I did want to bring up one thing, because I was listening to the Herpetic her pediculture podcast as I was working on my barn this afternoon and they had, I don't want to mess up their names. I know it's, it's Ashley and Steven. And I now know how to pronounce their last name because they said it. It's Howdy, which I know they're probably annoyed with people just saying it, but it's a fun last name to say. <laughs> Howdy. Anyways, they're from Focus Cube and we talked about them for like an hour last week, um, mainly because of Sean's cage that he got uh, in Conroe. So how's that cage, Sean? Dude, I love the thing. Yeah, it's actually it was it exceeded my expectations. I mean, they um they really nailed it. In June, we talked about it, and they told me, "Hey, we want to make you guys a cage." And I was like, "Well, these are our colors, and it's for a lychee, and that's pretty much the, all the information I gave them." Um, they kept everything under wraps until the show. Um, they did. <laughs> she said that their yard was covered in swatches of purple and green paint where they were trying to mix paint trying to get the right colors together uh, but yeah it's a, it, it, it's 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 great it's it's perfect um i've already got you know planted i posted pictures of it all planted and everything and um yeah it's it's really good they, they do really good work and it's something a little different than most people do and um you see these standard boxes but they've got their design element that they've done with these things is really eye-catching and the customization that they have available um really kind of yeah, um, it's it's different than what we see white and black cages constantly at every show, you know. So 
they have a little bit of an edge on that. Uh, and I wish more people would actually do that. We've, we've talked to some people. There was people doing it with wood for a while. You know, uh, Todd was doing it for a while. Uh, high scale reptile enclosures. He was doing um, like different colored stained woods. Um, yeah. But just um, keeping up with the materials and, and the weight of those things was just uh, overwhelming. So it's nice to see something a little different in the PVC market. Um, I love it. I mean, they did a great job on it. You saw it at the show. Um, uh, I can't, I couldn't be happier, honestly. Doesn't wood cages seems like so long ago, doesn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's like a lifetime ago, but that used to be the thing. Like boa masters used to make wood cages. Uh, I, I mean, I have everybody would. It's just Applegate had some really cool wood enclosures. Syntex used to make. I mean, I bought our Syntex cages. I still have a few of those. I bought those over ten years ago. Um, we bought. We had a. We had them custom made, but they were all, you know deep litter dams and big and, and you know, we had four foots and six foots. I think, no, we had four foots, lots of four foots, um, some two foots. We had a lot of that stuff and I still have a few of those left. I've sold most of them, but you know, they're, and then Todd's was, you know, Todd was doing all the custom stuff, which I think he still would be able to do if he really wanted to, but his, his shop's geared more towards PVC now. So, I mean, it's just lighter and more inexpensive and it's uh, easier to work with right now. And um, there's everybody's, everybody's seems to have a CNC machine now. So, I think that wood, uh, if there was like one person at a show selling just a handful of like nice looking wood cages, and it's not just a simple like wood box, but with a little style to it, I think they would sell just because they're so different now, whereas before they were ever there, everyone did that. Well, yeah, I'm in the market now for one for my bearded dragon. So I was looking at it's focus cubed. I was saying focus three last week, but it's focus cubed. And I, I was looking at getting something customized, you know, and Sure, it's going to be maybe a little bit pricey because of that, but it's going to be in my living room where it's going to be kind of a showpiece to have, yeah. you know, my animal yeah. there. So I'm, I'd, you know, if it was wood, fine. You know, I'd want to get like a cool stain on it or something and really good work, woodwork and craftsmanship. So I think there's still a market for that, you know? Oh, yeah, I think so. It's just, a, it, it's the cost and the, he- the heft of, of wood and working oh. with wood it is a little bit, um, um, a little bit harder to work with. You got to have you know somebody that can actually do the, the carpentry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a little. It, I don't say it takes a little, but I feel like it takes a little more skill. Like because you're it, you can make a shitty wood cage. I've made plenty of shitty wood cages in my life, and they work. But I think someone that would had a really good carpentry skills could could it would be a niche market, but would sell them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that honestly. I think that there would be a, a small niche market, but I don't think that they would be able to sustain with just doing wood. In other words, if they had a mixture of something, you know, that, that's more like um, custom furniture pieces, I think would be great, but that's a lot of money. You, you start mm-hmm. getting, and right now with people, they're wanting to, they're wanting to spend less and less on the enclosures and more on the animals. And that's been the opposite in the reptile market for a long time. You know, you can buy a $30 bearded dragon, but you're spending $150 on the setup. Um, you know, that's just how the market's been. But now some of these enclosures, they, they're getting more competitive with the pricing of the materials. So it, especially expanded PVC, um, those, those companies are basically trying to compete with each other that are supplying all these builders. And these builders are popping up out of nowhere. I mean, there's builder, everyone wants to build cages now. Um, 
So it's kind of becoming overwhelming, especially on our end, dealing with vendors. We have people that are trying to register for these shows and they're like, it's hard trying to keep the balance right where we have the vendors that are there. They're going to stay there and be happy because they're still making their money. Um, but offering something a little different. And that's why Focus Cube kind of fit into that, that niche. They're, they're not like any of the other cages there. Of course, there are cages, they're PVC, but then you have, you know, you've got Andy selling glass. You've got, Syntex sometimes does some wood and some PVC, but you've got Dragon Cages doing PVC and you've got, you know, Todd doing PVC. So it, it, each one of those, even the racks and stuff like Robert's doing the racks, um, which is killing it on. Um, yeah. He's got a quality product. He's got a good price. And, you know, it's Robert, you know, he's got good personal skills too. So there's customer services up there. So he's specializing in racks, you know, um, and, and, some of the other cage builders are doing racks in enclosures, but I have to kind of go in between and be like, well, this person's bringing just racks. Don't bring as many racks, you know, just to help maximize their profit margins. Um, that's a little, it's a little iffy sometimes. We get in, you know, we get some people that say that they're bringing just ball pythons and then they show up with a bunch of old racks and stuff behind them selling half the price or they bring some racks or cages in that we didn't even know they're bringing. And then the vendors come to us and say, I thought I was the only one with racks at the show, you know, so stuff we got to deal with. Well, that's like, uh, I want to talk about the venom proof cages before on here. That's a whole different niche. I think is neat having them. And they drive all the way down from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah. 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 And, and his, I have one of his enclosures um, and and I have it for a table actually. Um, And it works great because it uses the hide. I've got the radiant heat panel up on the side with this little, like a basking ledge uh, where the UV and stuff is. So um, it actually works pretty well. And, you know, he, he's got a, his design has been, I, I've, I've seen it from whenever he was cutting it with a freaking circular saw. Yeah. I've seen but, that. It's, it's definitely changed. Yeah. So he's, he's evolving and he keeps changing his product. And, you know, I mean, he's, and he, he's, his heart's in the right place because he's a venomous keeper and he wants to make it, you know, where it's super easy to handle and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's another niche market thing that he's got, you know, um, he's pushing really hard and, and, and they're going to be really successful with that product. Yeah. His new arboreal one looked really cool at Conroe. That looks really cool. Love that. How many of your shows are, um, like venomous is okay to, to have there because I know at the new Orleans there was venomous there. So having them as a vendor is, is great, you know, to have the cage there too. Yeah. All of our Louisiana shows are venomous. Um, and then in Texas, we have Austin, Conroe, and Stafford. Um, okay. That just, you know, it depends on the area. The state laws in Texas are different from Louisiana. Louisiana, the state law trumps any, any local ordinances or city law or parish laws. So if someone has a permit from the, the state of Louisiana, they can actually own, possess, sell, breed, everything venomous. Okay. Uh, in Texas, it goes down to where you're actually at, down to the city level sometimes. But but you can't sell a carpet python without a permit. Just make sure everybody knows that in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have, to have curious. A, yeah. you have to have that, that sales permit. Yeah. You, there's definitely a hard way to find that out. Yeah. James. <laughs> yeah, James. <laughs> but, but see, I'm, that's the thing is people are like, well, at least you actually did some research on it and stuff. I have vendors that act like they don't know the, the laws. And I'm like, well, I'm not Google. Like you can go. Yeah. I like I try to help everyone, but at the same time, people need to learn how to do their own stuff. Like you, you learn the route laws and regulations. You're supposed to be, as far as a vendor is concerned, they're supposed to be responsible for knowing 
what laws and regulations and what they can bring and can't bring. I mean, of course, I've done my research to see what could be there, but there's always those little things that I don't get into those details because I don't have those animals anymore, you know? So Yeah, that was my uh, problem. I had, I had one carpet, and like six years ago, it would have been legal to sell, and they changed the law on me. Yep. So, and they don't tell anybody. You just got to keep up with it, but that's part of it. Oh, well. So, yes, that, that, that was our long way of saying, hey, we have Sean Gray on from her reptile shows, <laughs> which everyone, everyone should go. If you are anywhere between basically Alabama and Colorado, you can make it to a Herb's reptile show. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. I know that uh, April is super excited next year yep. for the Memphis show. Yes, I am. I am so excited. Where do you live? In Memphis. Oh, you live in Memphis. Okay. Yep. Cool. Oh. Party at April's. Yeah. Well, that, well, well, we'll probably be on Beale Street, honestly. Um, That's true. Yep. Yep. Um, so, like that that exhibit hall in Memphis is super nice. It's it's in Graceland, so it's uh, oh, wow. it's what two years old, maybe not even that, maybe not even two. Yeah, three it's years at the old, huge so. hotel, right? Do what now? Is it at the big hotel there, the Graceland no, Hotel? No, it's, it's no, it's actually in the Graceland Complex. It's a brand oh, new. Oh, really? Hotel. Yeah. They have a food court, like a mall. So they set like, up different vendors with foods out. It looks like a mall. Oh, nice. It's Is that like awesome. across the street from Elvis's house? Yes, yes. Like it's where the plane park. and stuff, like in there? Okay. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And that, oh, that's that big awesome. parking lot that you pull into behind the airplanes, over on the far right side, <laughs> they built that about a year and a half or two years ago. Um, it's it's not they have a, they have another venue in there, it's a soundstage where they put on concerts and stuff. But this is actually just a big exhibit hall. So that's awesome. Super nice. So I haven't been yeah. to Graceland in probably twenty five years. I've never been to Memphis, so we went and looked at the venue. Really? <laughs> Honestly, and I ate a lot of food. Oh yeah, you know the best Memphis yeah. barbecue is actually in Mississippi, which is funny. Yeah, but it, it's funny. called Memphis Barbecue, and it's a we fabulous did. place. <laughs> what, was the, what was the place in Memphis that we ate barbecue at? No, that's Uncle Lou's Chicken. No, Uncle Lou, Uncle Lou's Chicken is fantastic. Oh my! God. I had to order the hot sauce and bring it home. <laughs> Marlowe's. We ate Marlowe's. Nice. So, I actually haven't been there. I'll have to go. It was actually it was actually really good. And I'm I'm a barbecue snob because I'm from Texas and we do it better than anyone. So um, <laughs> it was, I'm not a sauce guy. No, y'all cooked the wrong meat over there. Who? Texas. Why? Y'all are yeah, beef. Y'all are so, beef. I like pork. I like pork too. Well, yeah, we'll mess up some pork too, man. We don't care. Shit. I mean, dude, Texas style brisket is so freaking I do like good. brisket. Oh my gosh. And don't get the lean. I, I think we can all agree that the Carolinas can't cook barbecue, though, right? I mean, that's a safe bet. Never had any. Don't yeah, have I it. Can't, I can't uh, say for sure. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City does the best burn ins. All um, burn-ins. The burn-ins in Kansas City are amazing. Memphis, the ribs were great. I got a dry rub, though, because I'm not, like I said, I don't like sauce. I don't like sauce covered. I like to taste the meat. You know, I, I think I the dry rub is better, pepper. personally. I like dry rub. Yeah. yeah, my rub for my brisket is salt and pepper. That's it. You know, so. But, yeah, now I'm getting hungry, so. <laughs> April, April, have you ever had burn-ins? Uh, yes, but. Apparently at the wrong the wrong spot because it's nothing that was like amazing. Oh the, yeah, yeah, it's wrong well, spot. Wow, worthy. <laughs> yeah, you went to the wrong spot. Okay. The wrong spot. Uh, what was the? I had the fried burn-ins. Holy no, it was fried pork belly. That was it. It was fried Ooh. pork. Belly. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> that charbar. Yeah, 
So yeah, okay. when you're in Memphis, you'll definitely get fat off barbecue. Barbecue and chicken. Yep, it's awesome. Because I'm going to eat Uncle Lou's like every day. Because Uncle Lou's changed my life. And Gus's chicken is good too. I didn't get to try Gus's. We were actually staying in a condo, like an Airbnb, like right on the same, like we were a, a block away and it was closed. It was oh, during man. all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So we went down to Beale Street. There's like four people on Beale Street. We were the only ones. There was me, Lori, and this other two people in the bar. It One should be better had, in March for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we actually got to sit at the bar. That was yeah, awesome. well, that's when we actually got to, sit, we got to sit at the bar and have drinks. And then we met one of the, the girl that was there had, like, a big tarantula tattoo on her arm. I started talking to her, and she, like, keeps reptiles and was traveling from Vegas to North or South Carolina or something. So it's funny, random people that you meet, you know. Yeah. But Memphis is a cool town. It, it was a cool town. We had, we had fun when we were there. We were there for a few days, so. And Elvis's house, even if you're not an Elvis fan, is worth the money. So since the venue's right there, I do recommend oh, yeah, well, people doing that. I definitely will have to try it out. Yeah. I'm not, I, we're actually going to try to see if we can get like some deals for people. Yeah, we're gonna oh, that's like, awesome. Yep. Cool. Very cool. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to the whole reason I had Sean on is because Sean bitched to complain because we talked about snakes too much. It's all you talk yep. about, not too much. Well, the two of us mainly own snakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, they're, they're better for lazy people. Is this well, true? The snake gumbo podcast. This well, is true. Maybe there'll be a name change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Sean got upset, and so we we're like, all right, we're going to have Sean on to talk about geckos, which I know jack shit about. Except for, like, there's leopard geckos, and there's crested geckos, and then there's everything else. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I posted our, our question this week, aim at that, on our Facebook page. And, and just like with the, the colubrid question, the fucking scientific names again, guys. And, I, and I'm not going to let you down. I, I didn't look them up, so I'm going to be Googling this shit as we talk about it. So I have no idea what lizards y'all are talking about. Well, um, some some lizard species and gecko species, some li- lizard and gecko species also really don't have common names. Yeah, we need to get together and name yep. them. Yeah, they're they're known by they're, they're known because a lot of these are rare species, and and you don't see a lot of them. You don't see many of these in the pet trade, like a lot of the you know really cool stuff. Um, so the people that know them know them by the Latin name. Um, you know that's just how how they are. There's there's not a lot of common names for for some of those. So, but that's just you know. It's just, I mean, I hear freaking python people talk about it too. I mean, but there's like ball pythons. Like, they're the same thing. There's so many different more types of species of, of geckos and lizards that, that are, you know, they don't all, they all can't have common names, you know? Well, they need them. We'll, we'll have a meeting every year. Okay. And we'll just, we'll just start naming them. All right. We'll start naming them. <laughs> so. Our question this week was, if you could own any species of gecko, what would it be and why? So let's go through some of these, and then Sean can spread some light on what the hell they are. Jason Brum was like me. He says he doesn't ever see himself keeping any geckos. Uh, too much work for a lazy python keeper or boa keeper. I'm trying to, it's too much work. Uh, if he's going to, it'd be a toss-up between Centralian rough knob-tailed geckos uh-huh. or the new Caledonian giant gecko, which I guess is just a lychee, right? Well, yeah, the New Caledonian Giants are, are leeching on us, yeah. Um, and the, the, the knob-tailed geckos or the rough knob-tailed geckos can be different. They can be mill-eye, 
um, Underwood. They can be Amii. I mean, there's you know, there's a whole group of those knobtail geckos, and they're Australian species. So, um, but the probably the rough, like the he's probably talking about Amii, um, which they look like the thing from Fantastic Four. That's nice. the best way to describe them. They're little stocky little bulldog geckos. Yeah, they're really cool. I'm, I'm going to Google that. Centralian rough. Hey, they're, oh, it's, it's going to tell me the diet. I don't care. Oh, it is cool looking, though. Yeah. So, and, and geckos aren't as hard to keep as you think. You can be lazy with geckos, too. But they take food. I but have yes, my regular and are you not I have feeding my humilia, your which are stupid easy. Yeah, and you I have, have the dwarf geckos that are stupid easy. Geckos are easy. Mm-hmm. Super easy. I just basically well, feed them twice a week. It's not that hard. geckos are adults. We, we fed twice a week. Um, sometimes the, 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 big, the bigger ones, you would feed them uh, once every five days or so. Um, just keep the obesity level down, because that's a big problem with people that feed like bearded dragons, leopard geckos. They overfeed them, thinking they have to eat every day. And they become obese and get fatty liver disease, and then they die in five years, you know? So, um, it depends, you know, that, that's just part of, part of it. But I mean, you're throwing, how, how often are you feeding your snakes? When you're I probably, feel like it. You're probably changing water out more often than you're feeding. Yes. yes. This is a true statement. See, and you're dealing with arid gecko species who don't have a lot of water intake. So it's actually probably easier, to be honest. Sean, I don't, I don't know what it is, and I may not be able to fix it. It just—it sounds like you're a you're a a, a robot whenever you talk. I am a robot. No, he doesn't <laughs> sound like that. The, it's like it's, what it's, happened it's, the last time. He doesn't sound like that to me. That's really. It's yeah. Crap headphones. See, I hear like a reverberation. <laughs> like it—it it sounds like it's shaking something. Mm-mm. No, like been, it's, it's, it's just me. It's just it's me. Just you. It's you. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, our buddy Travis Wyman said he would steal Scott's oh, Clemeri. I always hear people say Clemeri, and I don't know what that is either. Clemeri? Okay. They're tiny little geckos. They're Holy like, shit. Oh, I do know these. Yeah. Um, they, they're fun to watch like an aquarium would be able to watch because they jump around and run around. I mean, Clemeri are, but they're tiny, they're small. You can keep them um, communally, right? Yeah, you can keep them communally. Um, they're, I think they're a li- they're bigger than morning geckos, um, but they're, uh, you know, they're they take fruit flies and small prey items like that. You know, um, I think they some people feed them fruit nectars and things like that too. Yeah, I've I've seen those before. Yeah, those are my pretty dwarf cool. geckos are savage. They are tiny. They're maybe two inches long with their tail. They're the Spherodactylus species, Spherodactylus toria, um, for James. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're they're so tiny, but I can give them small crickets, and they're savage. They eat that yeah. up. It is crazy. I'm like that thing's like bigger than your head, and you're just going into it. Yeah, they're voracious little shits. <laughs> I love them. I love them so Tra- much. Travis also said he would consider getting back into coleonics. He loved my little. Tucson gecko, yeah, which is yeah. Like, those, those are the ones that are, are North American, but they look like uh, skinny versions of leopard geckos. 
Um, no, not to people that have geckos. No, they don't. Look, you know what? They look like it's a me. Go, go to hell. Both of y'all. That is so no, funny. No, no, they don't. They no, do. No, they got no. bands, and they're yellow, and they're black, no, and they're geckos. No, they look like a terrestrial version of, like, the Mediterranean geckos more than they do a leopard gecko. But the, the coleonics are actually, like, there's a lot of, there's a several different species in Texas. Um, the, the Western banded geckos. So we have, actually, I gave, um, our friend, you, know, you know, Tanya and Jay, I gave them a female. Well, we had. Uh, and they were able to produce them, I think. Um, Nathan Hall works a lot of works with a lot of coleonics, um, stuff like that. So uh, Brevis and things like that. They're 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 cool, but they're a little they're you know they're still small gecko species, but they're they're fun to watch. But um, they're not something that you want to get out and hold in your hand. You know, they're not, not so very hands on. Yeah, but they don't look like leopard <laughs> geckos. They look like don't listen to Sean. I don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know lizards. I know lizards. I have the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> such a uh, dick sometimes, man. Sometimes. <laughs> I aim okay. to be one all the time. Well, most of the time. I try harder. <laughs> uh, Lavissa said frog-eyed gecko, and I looked it up, and that is a cool-looking little gecko. Those are cool. They used to be really common in the pet trade, too. You used to see a lot of frog-eye. I think they're Turkmenicus, I think, or the Turkish frog-eye geckos. Uh, we had a friend, Brian Jad, who actually was one of our mentors when we started. He used to breed them. Um, years and years ago, um, some of that stuff's just getting less and less common um, in the pet trade. You, you see them every once in a while, uh, but again, they were ten, fifteen dollars ten years ago. You know, and now, they, have, well, they have scales. Like they're weird. They're not. Like, I'm used to, like, well, even used to like geckos when it's just skin. Like because we, I've had leopard geckos, and we now have this damn uh, uh, crested gecko. Hey, and they just hey, have skin. You, hey, that was Joe's crested gecko. Don't you be mad at her about that? No, I'm mad at all the adults that had her get it. I just I didn't have her get it. I didn't pay for it or anything. I just gave her the right information. I know. Yeah. Thanks. No. This is the the one time I let my family go to a reptile show without me. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, let's like let's not get anything. And I come home and there's a deli cup on the counter. I'm like, what the fuck did we get? We'll have it's more cute. His name is Charlie. Charlie's cute. Um, but anyways, these frog-eyed geckos have, like, I mean, it's a real scaled back, and it's cool-looking. Like, it's not what you would think on a gecko. Did anyone post in there on the fish-scale fish, fish scale geckos? Uh, I don't think so. I haven't seen it yet. Those are really but now, YouTube. But now I have they to look have, that up. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, it they're, they're very, they're, they're not a, they're a no-touchy kind of thing. Um, no, no touchy. But, uh, no touchy, but because their their scales are like skin oh, and it off. falls off. Oh, yeah. I've heard about yeah, things and, like this happening. And they're and they're really iridescent, really pretty. I mean, they're a really cool species too. They're, again, small, uh, small yeah, gecko. That's, there's a picture that has it yeah. skin off. Oh, it's great. Let's show the little guy. Guy. Like, guy's got it in his hand, and it's just like the skin's just falling off of him. Poor yeah. little one. Does it grow back? I assume yeah. it grows back. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Man, that's an intense. You know, sweet, mechanism huh? right there. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do. If I'm ever being attacked, I'm just going to strip naked and they'll figure they'll leave me alone. I mean, I no. would run. I mean, yeah, so, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I learned it all from a gecko. Uh, Christian Parr said leopard geckos. I know you've yeah. bred leopard geckos. Do you still yeah. own any? We have two. <laughs> Down from how many? Oh, gosh. 950 at one time, I think. Is that all? Yeah. 
You couldn't make it all the way to a thousand. I mean, you were so I close. I think we did. I think we got close at one point. Yeah, we got we nine fifty was like our most. Yeah, and then we started scaling back. Um, when we started trying to put together herps and everything, we started selling off the collection and stopped breeding. And it, it oh, man, you come home from a show and we were vending like thirty something shows a year at one point. Working nights, both of us had jobs. I was working nights. And you come home to an incubator full of babies screaming at you. Um, <laughs> like, so, and I had, two ba- I had two back surgeries, and yeah, Lori was having to do it by herself for a while. I, you know, like Chase Baker was coming over, and then Chase was throwing my geckos away in the trash can. And <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was, uh, he had pulled out a tub for two babies and looked in there and, like, got one of the babies out. And put it in the cup, and then was just emptying the the bin out, the six port out, and she was uh, the other baby was underneath the the, the paper towel, mm. and so we had to search through the garbage can for a few minutes. We found her; she was fine. Nice. That's good. <laughs> but, no, so yeah, we had a lot. We we actually worked with like higher end genetics, and and that's the one cool thing about leopard geckos that we'll probably get into is just the genetics behind them and. We were working with our own line. We had made our own lines of stuff, and we were playing mad scientists for a while. And a lot of the fun was sitting around trying to figure out our breeding projects. And then Lori had a naming party one time where she just got some wine and sitting there. And her and was one other person. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. They sat in there and drank wine and named all the geckos. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying Lori drank alcohol? <laughs> Never. No. Never. It wasn't me. Could have been. It may have been sparkling juice, maybe. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. I, yeah. well, far, I mean, as far as I know, Lori never drinks. <laughs> only, right. Yeah, only shows. Y'all make her crazy. Or cheat, <laughs> or cheat the games, either. She never cheats. No, that you she cheated. does. That she does every <laughs> game I play. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh Darren Watson said he's not a gecko person, and then he posted the hilarious video of the uh, the newscaster that's sitting there talking to the animal guy, and the gecko jumps on him, and he freaks the fuck out. Yeah, that was actually in Dallas. That's Carl James Franklin. <laughs> you know that guy. Is it? Oh. That was that Fimbriatus gecko. I have those. That's the giant leaf tail gecko. Yeah. That's one of the uh, funniest clips ever. Yeah, it, it's, it went viral, and it's funny, and every time it gets posted, we all tag Carl just to make sure he gets all the notifications, just because it, <laughs> it takes the crap out of him. Oh, uh, Justin Smith said Viper geckos. Yep, those Viper are geckos awesome. are awesome. Viper geckos are awesome. They're actually they're a small super gecko. expensive, huh? No, no, they're not that bad. Um, they're they're uh, but yeah, two 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 or two fifty. Um, but they're small gecko species. But they're actually one of the few handleable small gecko species. Like if you get them young enough and and work with them enough, uh. They'll they'll sit on your hand and it's you know they're they're super they're super cool species their their color and their pattern is really neat. Well, it looks um, like adult size. They're like Mediterranean gecko size, right? They're smaller than meds, I think, because I got some. Well, I got some big meds outside my house, but yeah, they're close. That's a cool looking gecko. Yeah, they are. They're very neat, especially if you like pattern. It's got a really nice pattern on it. Yeah, the pattern's really cool. It reminds me of a gaboon or something like that. Yeah, it's really cryptic. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he also, because Justin does his, his podcast with Phil, he said knobtails because Phil has all his knobtails. Yeah, knobtails are amazing. All right, Stephen Livingston. So I'm, I'm going to attempt the scientific name. Eublaferis 
Hard wiki eye. That's hard wikis. They're euglyphids. They're they're in the same genus as as leopard geckos. Euglyphids. That means not having eyelids or eyelid uh, having eyelids. Sorry. Um, but hard wiki look more like fat tail geckos, African fat tails. Um, oh yeah, yeah. See, they're darker. Yep, solid bands. They have the the, but they're just like a. They're a different species from the uh, Macularius. Um, they, they but they're very, name, apparently East Indian leopard gecko. East Indian leopard gecko, yeah. But they're they're uh, everything <laughs> with hardwick guys set up exactly like uh, a leopard gecko. That's a cool one. Uh, Bill Bradley did say fish scale geckos, and then he also says giant bent toed gecko. Yeah, bentos you see every once in a while, and and they come in. Um, I, I've seen a few of the shows. Usually it's more before. It's usually the winter shows, though. Like, we'll see some in January, probably. Um, giant bit toes. They're, but they're another arboreal species that people really don't understand. So they get them. They're all imports. There's none that we know that are being captive bred. And the problem with keeping those geckos like that and getting into geckos is knowing what you're getting. If it's, if it's wild caught or if it's captive bred and how to treat it, things like that. So you'll see those mainly as imports only. That's a cool looking one. Yeah, he had said- those, and then he had, um, he lives in Southern California. So he had a heat wave and the heat wave ended up killing like all of his gecko species. Yeah. It sucks. And he had those and they were laying eggs too. So super shitty. Well, and Bill Bradley said he wanted to keep both of those because they're not often kept, which we just said. Yeah, the, the yeah. fish scale gecko. I would just be afraid to have it. Like <laughs> me I, I, too. <laughs> I would just be afraid I'd scare it one day and then it's naked all of a sudden. I mean, I yeah. like naked cats, but that's that's a whole different thing. You come to Herb Show and see them in backpacks. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I can now say this name because now I can know how to pronounce it. Ashley Howdy said, "Fuck, okay, I can say her name, but I don't know if I can say this." Uh Jesus Christ, there's a silent C, so Nemaspis Psychedelica. Thanks a lot. She even said you're welcome. She knew I was gonna have to try and say that. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know I, what that one is. Me either. I'm pretty sure she made it up. I, that seems <laughs> that can't be real. Yeah. Oh no, you have a comic weird ass gecko. Okay. Also known as the psychedelic rock gecko. It's an endangered species of gecko, only scientifically described in 2010. Oh, wow. It's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's got a yellow tail and yellow feet, but a white body. Mm. And then a completely different colored head. Oh, that's cool. That is a... Okay, that is a crazy (laughs) gecko. I will go, that's cool. I mean, even though it's endangered, you pretty much can't own it. But it is cool. Yeah. Uh, and she said, outside of that craziness, uh, exanthic crested gecko. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, Ish said he would like, uh, dead geckos or gargoyle geckos. I'm really surprised gargoyle geckos aren't as numerous and popular as cresteds. Yeah, they're freaking cool. Um, it depends on the circle. Like, we had gargs. We had gargs before we had cresteds. Yeah, but still. Yeah, there's more people with cresteds. Just- and I think it's yeah, it's surprising. Yeah, both cards are, you know, pretty comparatively. Yeah, the, the, the lines that they're breeding in gargs are, are they're getting more and more vibrant and, and bold with stripes and things like that. So you're getting 
you're getting to a price point like Lori said, but they're and they're, and they're a little bigger than Krusty's, but not much. I mean, uh, Garg's are awesome to me. I, I've always that was one of my worst reptile bikes. though, was by a Garg at a show. I was showing off how friendly my gargoyle was and <laughs> split my finger wide open. I'm squirting blood across the table. <laughs> but uh, I, but, I mean, I think, uh, are the, they're the same, right? Do what? Care wise, they're not harder, right? It's not. It's not like they were no, hard species to care of. They're, they're identical. I mean, they're they're in the same habitat. Yeah, they live in the same tree in most cases. They just grow their tails back. Yeah, right, but the but... gargoyles, the gargoyles in the wild will hunt crusty geckos. Oh damn! Yeah, it's a food chain. It, the The top of the food chain is the Lichianus, and they hunt gargs and Saracenorums, and then the Gargs hunt crusties, and then there's a couple other smaller species that the crusty geckos will hunt too. So, crusties really savage. got <laughs> yeah. Crusties got the shaft when it came to camouflage, though, compared to the rest of them. Because like gargs and leeches have amazing tree camouflage, yeah. and then crusties don't, and they don't get to grow yeah. their tails back. Like they got they got the short end of everything. Well, if you look at if you look at the what like a wild caught crested gecko, they're brown and green. So they actually did have the right camouflage, just like snakes did. Snakes had perfect camouflage until humans started interacting with them. Until we said it wasn't pretty enough? Yeah, we're like, oh, i got to have some stripes or bars or color on this, you know. And that's just line breeding with anything. But um, if you look at those yellows and, and browns and greens of, like, you know, they call them buckskins now, that's yeah. what most crusty geckos in the wild look like. But none of them have tails in the wild. So That's great. That's, a, see, that's just a weird evolutionary thing. Every, I mean, most of your lizards grow their tails back, and then Crestford's like, ah, we yeah. lost it. That was our one chance. Yeah. Uh, Scott Eper said, Saltuarius Eximius. Thanks a lot, Scott. Uh, sure I'm going to go with the, the Cape Melville Leaf-Tailed Gecko. Mm, not sure what that is. I haven't heard of that one either. It's a weird one. It's got a really skinny body and a really huge, wide tail. But color-wise, it's amazing. It's got a really cryptic camouflage. That's a cool one. And then he said the ultimate would be... God, God, Jesus Christ. Okay. Hoplodactylus. Okay, now that means toes. Now that means mm-hmm. something with toes. <laughs> Good job. Delcordi. Del or Delcordi. Not sure. Is that one see, of the tiny ones? Uh, I, Scott stumped you with both of them. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Uh, what the hell is that thing? <laughs> what the fuck? What Only is it known. Again? As Say it again. To, hold on. It's an extinct species of lizard. Shut the fuck up, Scott Iper. That's yeah. Not... yeah, if it's extinct, then what the fuck? <laughs> he said that thing could eat a Lichianus. No, it can't. It's dead. It can't be shit. Oh, I remember seeing his post. I forgot to look that up because I was like, well, Gecko, that's the. Lichianus is the largest in the world, the Gecko species in the world. But yeah, if it's extinct, that doesn't count. That's cheating. <laughs> you made me say a long, confusing name and Google shit for something that's already dead. <laughs> Scott, you lose the, the ability to answer our question for one week. All right. Lance said New Caledonian geckos, which is uh, a wide variety of geckos there. Yeah. Jake Hansen said New Zealand jeweled gecko. Those are pretty cool. I have seen pictures of those, but again, you're talking about not in the pet trade, you know? Y'all are having me go like deep down the deck, the gecko like hole. Oh, no, having to. Oh, that is cool. Oh wait, I'm I've like... seen this. This is a really cool gecko. 
Yeah, the jewel geckos are really neat, but again, not something that you see commonly, if ever. Because they got they have like the labial scales that you see on like caiman lizards, and then they're green, like a green tree python with the white stripes. They're a really cool gecko, but yeah, you don't see them. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing them somewhere and going, "That's really neat," and then finding out, yeah, they pretty much don't exist in the hobby. Yeah. Uh, Chris Lumby said, "Nefurious, nefurious, nef- how do you say it? Am, am- yeah. Yeah. That's that's a knobtail. That's the rough knobtail that you were looking up earlier. Yep. Uh, I know that just, one. Just say rough knobtail. Damn. He's Somebody not gonna else. do that. He's not gonna make it easy for you. Scott Borden said, "All of all the geckos we've kept, I'd say all my time, my all-time favorite, is still uh, Clemmeri." Uh, when he's got a picture of a little Clemmeri, which are cool. Oh, okay, Ryan Cox did add a really awesome one that I'm surprised no one else said, and I have seen this one. Satanic leaf tails. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those Fantasticus. are cool. Yeah, fan- those are, the- but those are, again, are one of those that are very, that the care is very specific. Like, you mm-hmm. have to know exactly what you're doing, because I have several leaf tails that we've kept, Satari and, and a different Europlata species like that, but the Fantasticus are very, very, um, they're, they're not, they're, yeah, they're sensitive to any temperature and humidity. Um, Which is one why person, I won't own one. Yeah, I won't either. <laughs> I, I think they're amazing and, like, you know, they're, they're beautiful, but I would it would be too hard for me to keep up with constantly. Someone um, photoshopped dragon wings on one, just letting you know. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they are cool. I, I think, and so going back to your being a basic white girl uh, mm-hmm. thing, I'm a very basic. I'm just gonna say lychees. If I was gonna own a gecko, I want the giant one. Yeah. I just don't want the price tag that comes with buying a lychee. That's, that's come down quite a bit, actually. Yeah, but there's still a lot of snakes I could buy for that price tag. I think I'm gonna get a colony of morning geckos. Had one of those for a long time and we moved. It all got out. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I had them in like a little glow bioactive thing with bean beetles and fruit flies and plants and stuff growing in there. And yeah, uh, I thought I had it sealed. And whenever we got unpacked from moving, the lid was off. And man, morning geckos all over McKinney probably now. See, I think uh, a cage full of like uh, green and oles, which I know is not a gecko, green and oles, and and uh, Mediterranean geckos, just like the two of them in a big uh, vivarium. But the only problem is the damn geckos just, they shit on stuff, like up on stuff, and it's annoying. What? Where do snakes shit? On the ground, and I can scoop it up and we're done. They don't shit oh, on the side of my... Nah, some of them right. smear. Leopard geckos don't. They, they find one corner. I bet your snake doesn't find a corner. A yeah, leopard my humilia, I do it in one oh, corner. Oh, love to shit in corners, which is why... Oh, oh, they, oh, they just go in water bowls that you have to clean out every day. <laughs> hey, I'll take a water it's like flushing a toilet. I have one of those yeah. tiny reptile basic hides, and it's in their back corner, and that's actually their potty hide. <laughs> I just have, I know that's where all their poop is going to be. You potty trained your snake? No, it's my, my geckos. <laughs> your geckos? Yeah. I did. I, when I had leopard geckos, they would shit in the corner. They would always shit in the same corner. Yep. We would tell people to put an index card in the corner and just throw the index card away. That's smart. And they shit on it. I do like leopard geckos. I think leopard geckos are an underappreciated lizard. I mean, leopard geckos are actually, you know, that's what we started in whenever Lori and I together. I started back when I was younger, like with green and all and stuff like that, box turtles and shit like that. But, um, but leopard geckos was actually, when we started learning all the genetics behind it and 
all of the potential that that it had. Um, it you know with the different uh, how the alleles work together differently than most other reptiles. Like I know that like like Colin Sharp albino strains and boas don't really you know go together, but leopard gecko actually cancel them out. Like there's three different albino strains and, and knowing all that going into it and then learning about all the subspecies and uh, Turkmenicus and Afghanicus and Fasciolatus and all these other crazy little locale um, you know, specific subspecies was, uh, was actually really fun for us. Um, and, you know, we were, um, yeah, and they're handleable and, and, I, I didn't know. It, I didn't know. Did you know you were interviewing Lori on the podcast? By the way. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but 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 temperament wise, temperament wise, and, and ease of care, they're they're great. I hate to use the word beginner reptile at any. But everybody's got to start somewhere. But but you know what I'm saying? Like that's something that, as far as husbandry mistakes, they're they're more uh, tolerant of it. And you want to take over? Okay. So, um, they're more tolerant for, for husbandry mistakes and things like that too, but learning about how the, how the genetics work and, and pairing and seeing those babies hatch is something that we still, you know, love. Well, I, uh, I, one of the videos I watched this week was, uh, Elle's Reptiles, uh, it's a, a woman out of Alabama, but she did a video, it was leopard geckos versus crested geckos. Um, and just comparing them because they're both kind of beginner pets. Crested geckos have become a huge beginner pet in probably the last what, six, seven years, uh, and leopard geckos were kind of the gecko before that. But I always think either one of those are better before someone goes out and buys a bearded dragon. Like, when yeah. someone's like, I'm going to get a lizard, I'm like, okay, don't get a bearded dragon. Get one of these guys. Like, especially the crested, because she talks about it, and I know we have it. Room temperature. It's amazing that I can have a reptile that I don't have to have heat on. Yeah, that's how we incubated our eggs, too, in room temperature. We just put them in a cup and set them next to the tub that they were laid in. Um, so there, as far as ease of care like that, yeah, you don't have to have it's just room temperature, mist on, feed on, water on. I mean, and, and they eat, they don't eat live insects. I mean, they can, but you know, they most of them get fed a powdered diet that now has insects in it now, so you don't even have to worry about that. In all honesty, um, yeah. but it's completely diver- divergent from what their natural habitat is. I mean, they still would eat like, like well, they would hunt other. I mean, they're they're cannibals too. Crested geckos will eat their offspring. Um, so, I mean, they do get the protein from the animal protein like that, but they've made it so easy. They're like a prepackaged pet, you know. Everything here, right here, and you don't have to basically do anything, set it and forget it, kind of thing. But the, the, the fun about the fun about having crested geckos is that they're a, you can handle them and let them jump from hand to hand and things like that too, you know. So, well, I'd um, say that's also where I think. I give the not the edge to leopard geckos on handability because yes, you can do that. But when you're thinking like, if you've got a kid, like say six, seven years old, a crusty may not be the best thing. Cause the jumping around can be a little troublesome. Whereas leopards aren't going to jump. Um, and, and they're fairly calm. Yeah. And they get to yeah. a good size. I mean, both of them get to about the same size, but you know, they, they get to a handleable size. Yeah. So it was just a neat video. I was like, those are two really great geckos that I think leopard geckos get overlooked a lot because they do get that kind of that beginner let gecko or beginner pet tag. Um, and I don't see as many people breeding them morphs as much as I did. Like in the mid two thousands, I saw lots of them. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like leopards and I'm slight. I told my wife the other day, I told Katie that I'll probably like this crescent when it's 
like adult size. Right now, I just feel like, what can I do with this itty bitty lizard? Just hope just that it, it doesn't jump and squish it and drop its tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's still like I don't want to be the reason it loses its tail. It's not going to be me. Right? You're like hands off, hands off. It'll be Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let Joe do it. <laughs> Joe can do it. You broke it. Uh, you never lived that down. Nope. <laughs> and then I, I had one other video that was gecko related. It was funny. I was having you on. I was like, let's see what YouTube videos there are. And there were a couple of gecko videos. This was Clint's Reptiles. He said, uh, did a gecko or a video on mossy leaf tailed geckos, yeah. asking if they were the best pet lizard for, you know, for someone. And it came up with, it's kind of like, yes and no. That's another Europlata species. They're, they're not as. They're not hard to keep. Um, again, you have to make sure that you're getting either you get it captive or long term, you know, captive bred or long term captive. Uh, a lot of that stuff still gets imported, so you're going to have to deal with treatments and parasites and things like that. Uh, but they're they're sometimes handleable, sometimes not. Most of the time, they're kind of a hands off too. They they look cool because they can camouflage in anything. You hardly ever see them. It all depends on what you want. I mean, if you want something that's active, it's going to come out to you, and you know, and, and you can hand feed if you want, or whatever that you're going to see. Um, that's probably not your best thing because you hardly ever see it. Yeah, they they have the cool little fringe all the way around their bodies, which I think yeah. is neat. Yeah. Uh, well, that's you one of the. You didn't talk about my gecko that I posted. Oh, what the heck, James? It? How did I yeah. miss? Why I knew Sean posted. Hold on, I'm looking. I don't know how I ran past Sean's name. Why don't name. you just ask Sean to tell you it? No, I'm going to find it, damn it. <laughs> no, he's got to see the picture of this thing. I don't... Oh, is it cool? I, I see, wait, is that it? No, that's not it. I don't see it, Sean. I posted on there. I'm looking. Afro-Edura polykensis. That's not a thing. Stop that. Yes, it is. It looks like the galaxy <laughs> is painted on this gecko. Did you find it? Oh, yeah. I found it. For some reason, it wasn't. I found mm-hmm. it. It wasn't there. And then mm-hmm. I had to go click show all responses. Because sure. for some reason, Sean's was the only comment it didn't show when I had the comments <laughs> showing. <laughs> but that is cool. Yeah. But you can't get them. <laughs> hey, at least yours isn't extinct. So you're doing well, better. It's, it's, not that the, it's not that you couldn't get them. It's the part. Of the, where they're from, you can't go into. It's part. It's a part. They're from a South African country, and you really can't import out of there um, anything right now. Um, ah, just go there. What's the worst that can happen? Those are. That's one of my. That's that's definitely. John Boone introduced me to that gecko. God, years and years ago, and he. Most of the pictures that you see of that gecko on on online are from him actually taking a trip to South Africa and getting those pictures, um, and. That's been one of my bucket lists, like the top of my gecko bucket list forever. Um, just a really cool looking species and uh, similar care that, you know, as far as the arid, dry environment, you know, I'm, I'm a desert guy, so, but. I did find there were a couple more that did pop up that weren't there originally. Uh, Ryan Goslow said he wants an African fat tail gecko. And I want to ask you. Do you think African fat tails didn't take off like leopards because of the colors? No, I think that the probably like we tried to we were trying to breed them years ago when there was like three morphs. It was it was a stripe, there was a normal, and there was a a male stripe. 
that was it. Um, and and they're they're definitely colors. But here's the problem: is people were breeding fat tails and trying to learn the genetics, like like leopard gecko genetics, and the genetics don't work the same. So uh, Tanya and I have talked about this with Lori many times about how genetics and fat tails work because gecko element produces some freaking crazy fat tails and they work their genetics work more like ball pythons well look where they're from um they're an african species and it's weird that that makes sense as it does because leopard geckos are an indonesian and like you know um southwest asian species in the in mediterranean areas and you know what i'm saying so it's a whole different area but the genetics don't work the same as leopard geckos, and I think people were breeding them, trying to produce the results like leopard geckos. And yeah. they're still still uncovering how these genetics work. If anyone tells you they <clears throat> they know exactly how genetics work in fat tails, they're lying to you because there's always something new that pops out. It's like somebody saying, you know, they they've started figuring out some things with crested geckos here and there, uh, but fat tail genetics work more like ball python genetics than they do leopard gecko genetics. And I think that's part of the reason that people were disenfranchised with it because they weren't able to produce these crazy color morphs and things like that, you know, uh, but they're, and they also require a little more humidity, but their eggs are a little drier when you incubate them in spirit. Um, so um, I think part of the problem is people had trouble doing it. Um, and then when people started producing them and they were seeing the potential, then they're exploding, you know, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, I just cause I remember seeing them going, man, they look so similar, and and they're I, I just I never understood why they didn't take off as well. But that they makes have sense. now. They have now. They they are. I mean, they can't. Tony and Jay can't keep them. I mean, they they sell if they post them online, they're gone. Um, if they bring them I to did, shows, they're gone. So I want to bring up one thing. It's kind of on off topic and on topic. I, I talked about it last week, but I want to talk about the uh, the auction at Conroe this year. Okay. Uh, since we're on a, how, so first off, I'll let you explain what it was for and, and kind of how much we raised and all, because I think it was awesome. So the auction itself, the silent auction. Yeah. Um, so Tanya and Jay are gecko element. They've been with us from the beginning. We've met them before we were putting on shows because they had leopard geckos and I went and talked to them and we clicked and we were doing green projects together and talking about pricing and market and we seen them vending some shows, you know, and then, um, I mean, they're honestly, they're family to us. And so they wrote out the hurricane. They wrote out Laura at their house and their entire yard is destroyed. Like every tree pretty much in their entire yard. The house is like shifted off the foundation. The attic has, um, we just found this out. They, they finally got power back on, um, last week, but, oh, wow. uh, we went a month without power. Um, and their daughter's house was cut in half by a tree. They lost everything. Um, so they lost their son's car was in the driveway. It, big pine trees on top of it. Um, the roof's damaged. Shingles are missing. There's cracks in the in, in the uh, walls now. Um, they think there was a tornado that came through uh, the, the property as well. Um, but... So we tried, we always come together as a community and try to help each other. You know, JT's house burned down. We, we had auctions all over. And, and so we ended up raising just in the auction, um, really close to $4,000. And then we just made up the difference. I think it was like $3,600. Um, and then we made up the difference. Um, we also did some cash donations to him. We had some people send us PayPal. 
uh, just to make cash donations. Um, and then uh, I think with that's combined, I think that was combined with Emmy's cookies because Emily Rose, yeah. Andy's little daughter, she's what six or seven now. Yeah, I've also bought those. Yeah, she made cookies and brownies, and I think she did what seven hundred dollars, close to seven hundred dollars in sales on those just for them. So that money went to them to try to help because their deductible is like eight thousand dollars just to get anything done. So that's what that's Jeez. what it was for. Yeah, yeah you brought up because I the gecko element, and I was like, I just want to hit on that because that's all that was awesome. Because the Conroe show, you always have a silent auction or try to at least. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's, that's great. To- yeah, we always try to help someone in the community. We're actually, actually, you know what? We can kind of na- announce this now, I guess, with you, since you'll be the first one to hear about it. Lori and I have talked about this for a while. Um, we're talking about starting a little fun thing for um, the Herps family, like the Herps family fund, um, where we have a treasurer that's that's separate from our business that has a separate PayPal. Um, people can make donations, or we can do auctions and things like that when we don't have somebody to raise money for uh, and try to set that up in, in its own separate fund. Um, that way, that that way when something does happen to someone who's a vendor or family member, you know, of ours, because we are a family, that's how we treat our vendors. Um, and we have that, we have that available in, you know, not maybe not a whole lot, but every little bit helps, you know? So we, Lori and I talked about that for the last couple of years. And, and I think now is probably, I think we're probably trying to roll it out the first part of next year. Um, announce it and get it all set up um, because you know like like I said we we try to take care of each other um, the best we can and and everybody's had issues and, and we've always tried to help wherever we could you know that's awesome that's why I always try to explain to people that like I hear other people talk about their shows where they live and this and that and like yeah it's it's not the same like it, unless you're at the herb show and hanging out and all that and like April came to the one I mean it's it's a different kind of show. Yep, it absolutely is. We try. We really do try. I mean, we we've been vending for a lot longer than we've been putting on shows. So almost, I think we're about yeah. I think we're getting close to being about the same. But so we we try to treat people. I mean, we we do put on shows from a vendor's perspective, and we try to help people sometimes too much to our detriment because that's why we disappeared for a few days. And it's nothing against anybody. We just we work so much. Well, yeah, you're going to spend five weeks straight. Yeah, that was, uh, that wasn't a very popular thing, but, <laughs> but we, I mean, honestly, here's the thing. Here's what we looked at. And we both talked about this at length before we decided we had, we, had, we can't do Lake Charles. Lake Charles has always been a very good show for everyone. And yeah. the civic center is wrecked. So we get people, we get people that come from that Beaumont area and East Texas that come to that show. Plus, we get people from the Lafayette Baton Rouge area that come to that show. Um, so we looked at the Ford Center in Beaumont and we said, you know what? If we had the dates that Lake Charles was on, we would have just done that. Um, but they didn't, and so we're like, well, Halloween's going to probably be screwed up for most people, so we're going to do a Halloween show and. Crazy idea, but we're going to try to make it fun. We're doing, you know, trick or treating for the kids. They've allowed, they told us we could bring in candy. All the vendors can bring in candy, a costume contest, decorations, the whole nine yards. We're going to try to make it a big fun event for the community too. Um, and then we we had to go to Lafayette because we're going to pull the Baton Rouge Lafayette crowd there as well. So um, that was part of the the thinking behind that. It's not something that we wanted to do, but we felt like it was a necessity because we have so many people asking. To do it. Um, 
Um, we get bombarded with that question constantly. When are you going to add more shows? And it's like, we, we're pretty stretched thin as it is, you know? Um, but with all the COVID stuff happening at the beginning of the year, it kind of put everything, it set everything back for everyone. And the shows have all been record-breaking shows, it seems like, since we've been back. Um, so we're just trying to keep that trend going to make sure everybody is still able to sell animals and the customers are still able to come get their feeders and supplies and animals and things like that. So that's that's why we're doing it. On average, y'all do, what, two shows a month? Sometimes three? About, yeah, you're close to. I mean, we do. Yeah, we're... That's what we average about two shows a month. Yeah, that's a lot of time on the road. And like I said before, you get there the week, like the week of, not the day of. Yeah, yeah we're the- usually we're usually it depends on what show. Uh, if it's like Corpus or Colorado or New Orleans, we're usually out the entire week before. Kansas City, uh, some of those shows, the the closer shows that we don't have to be out there as early because those are also destination shows for us. We get to go out and and see the sites and things like that and, and have a little bit of fun. We have lots of friends in those areas, so we get to see friends and family and things like that. But most of the shows we're out at least Wednesday before. Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday is usually optimal um, to go out before to get everything set up because most of the time they let us start setting this stuff on Thursday and then Friday's vendor set up. So we try to get ahead of it a little bit, you know. And I know you'll go on the news and stuff at some of these places that week. Yeah, or, we're going to do it. We're going to be doing, actually, for the Beaumont show, I've got two news interviews Thursday and Friday, uh, and then they're coming out Saturday morning, too. So, um, yeah, we, 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 we try to get on as much as we can, you know. That's cool. I, I, like I said, it's, it's so different. I used to, you know, check the dates of a different brand of show all the time, but oh, I need to do shows. And I don't know the last time I ever checked their website to see when a show was. I'm like, if I'm going to do a show, it's going to be awful. I don't even look at theirs anymore. Well, we appreciate it. So, all right, let me, uh, I want to look at the some of the things that people posted this week. Because there were a couple of articles that some people posted I thought were very interesting. Okay. Uh, my wife, Katie, posted one. It's kind of sad. Uh, the Birmingham Library in Birmingham, Alabama, had uh, animals at their, at their library as part of their education program. And because the library is still furloughed and nobody's there, they're actually having to now uh, adopt them out to homes, and the the animals are going to be gone. Um, luckily, they're, they'll be able to find homes. It's just a sad thing. Like this whole whole thing, it's um, you know, it's been amazing that you guys have been able to get back so soon and do shows really with no no ill effects. Nothing's really come of it. Um, but there's some people yeah. still affected that haven't been able to do any of it. Yeah, we've had to be very creative though um with with doing shows each area is so different the each state is different uh, look what happened with the waco convention center them telling us well we can't you can't do your show that you have scheduled and have been advertising for you know um we have to move locations so it's not that it's not just that we we're able to do it we have to go through all the loopholes to figure out how we can do it um and that's something that it, it's sad that most small businesses because that's what we are have to go through that when these big corporations have been open from the beginning they haven't shut down you know but well that was in louisiana i never understood they uh they closed all these bars but restaurants that served alcohol you're fine stay open same, same, same thing in texas but the casinos are open now makes no sense nope. makes no sense at all 
April, are you still awake? Yeah, my cats are being extra rambunctious, so I'm trying to mute them out as much as possible. Damn ball sacks. <laughs> I know, they're really being awful. Um, oh, my friend Tracy, that, well, y'all know Tracy, posted an article about pet tortoises in the UK being eaten alive by rats because restaurants don't have as many scraps now because of COVID. And the rats are hungry, so they're going into these people's gardens and their pet tortoises they have in their yards. Since the tortoises don't move much, they're actually like eating parts of their legs and their bodies and stuff. That's wow. terrible and disgusting. I know. That, I was like, oh, man. But, Can you imagine if you went out into your backyard and found that? No. Well, I'm I'm horrified that one day I'm going to go out there and find a raccoon and it's eating half my tortoise. Yeah, that's a possibility too, huh? I mean, it's a risk. I mean, but... How big is your tortoise? Well, I've got, I got, what's well, that? I have five outside, but one, the small one's inside the, the top of a guinea pig cage, staked down to the ground. Nothing's getting in there to it. Yeah. But, but my smallest one is probably size of like a cantaloupe. And then I've got one that's like 80 pounds. He's not going anywhere. But. You're surprised the 80 pounds, you might see the 80 pounds chasing the raccoon to eat it, honestly. <laughs> I'm all for that. He's too busy chasing around the other male, and they yeah. just keep messing with each other. The funniest thing in the world was see my box turtles tearing ass across the yard chasing rough earth snakes. And they see a rough earth snake and oh, they ass, like sprinting. They're little carnivores. Those things are scary. Oh, yeah. They'll eat anything. That's where the extra mice went. The snake didn't <laughs> take. They'd go in there. They would devour them. And then uh, Ryan Holland posted, I'm sorry, I'm eating pizza, so he may sounds like I'm eating. Yeah, I'm eating. <laughs> James. I'm hungry, damn it. <laughs> yeah, we all are. My wife brought me pizza. I wasn't going to say, hey, no, don't bring that to me. I was, uh, being, good husband. I was being supportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. We know. <laughs> Ryan Holland posted a thing that said, scientists discover why tarantulas come in vivid blues and greens. Because if, if anybody's ever been to a reptile show, because you've seen the bright blue, like cobalt tarantulas and all that yeah, stuff. Beautiful. The P Metallicas. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the, the, all the angry ones. All the angry is like the Indonesian ball. <laughs> okay, yeah, all this crazy. If they're, if they're pretty, don't touch it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. All the old world. Yeah. But apparently they thought, people thought for a long time that they are colorblind. But they're finding out that, no, the blue may actually be a, to be able to find mates. They can actually see blue. Huh. Uh, and, and then the greens, they're thinking, they're relating it to arboreal species. Gotcha. Um, and so and they've gotten the greens for camouflage. But the blue is... For for mating, they think. Well, have you seen the like the beautiful purple? It's like a, a fuchsia purple tarantula. I've seen, that. That, I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. color of the male, and the female is actually kind of like this dull brown, nothing exciting. So that's like the one tarantula species where you're hoping to get the male. It's like those peacock, those little peacock spiders. <laughs> those are so cute. <laughs> do the yeah. That's what Halloween, James. Be <laughs> yes, please. Oh, that'd be uh, so funny. I think it's gonna be a hard no on that one. <laughs> I will say, the this last show at Conroe, one of my favorite tables that you had there was the guy with the jumping spiders. Incredible jumpers. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. I mean, the big, like quarter size jumping spiders. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really neat. Pe- they're really nice people. They got some really cool stuff. They've signed up for quite a few shows. 
Yeah, I'm gonna uh, have to, I'm um, gonna have to buy one. They were, they were a really nice family. I really enjoyed having them. I'm That's in cool. the market for a Versicolor. That's what I'm looking for. A C Versicolor. That's the one that's like the body's green and the legs are like a pinky purpley blue color. Yeah, they're really boreal. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're my fave. Tarantulas. They're all over the shows right now. Good. Yeah. Because I want one. <laughs> yeah. I'll be going to the show the first weekend of November, so I'm excited. That's the one. That's the one by you, James, right? The Louisiana. The Lafayette. Lafayette show. Yeah, you're going to yeah. love Lafayette show. Yeah, we have Goliath the Ragnarok there. Brittany Patchett, she's awesome. Yes. Brittany has amazing stuff, but she'll have versatile color, I'm sure. So there is a tarantula in my near future. I'm so excited. Yeah, we have two or three people at that show. I think they're jumping by the people are there too, aren't they? No, they're at Beaumont, though. Yeah, they're in Beaumont. I may have to buy one in Beaumont. Yeah. I just I watched a video yesterday. I don't know. I came up on Facebook or something. Guy had a little jumping spider. And he's like, the size of your thumbnail. And it was just like jump from finger to finger, and it was crawling oh, yeah, around. Yeah, I saw that video too. That's really cool. He just puts his finger, looks up at him, and crawls yeah. up on his thumb. I'm like, <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Reaches his legs up like, Papa, pick me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, now no, I might have to get one, damn it. It's so I funny. We walk, we walk around now, me and my buddy Chris, we were looking at jumping. There was a couple of jumping spiders outside, out here, and we're like, There's 20 bucks. There's 20 bucks. <laughs> Sean Collie would say to us when he saw him outside, there's 20 bucks up on the tree. I'm like, dang it. They've, uh, they've always been my favorite spider. And I'm like, yeah, tarantulas, whatever. I wish jumping spiders were the size of tarantulas, but at that point, they'd jump across the damn room. Yeah, no, they're yeah. too scary. <laughs> Fuck that shit, man. No. Like, I have, I have my tarantula. I've had her for over eight years. And I got her as it's a little tiny thing because Ben talked me into it, and I'm an arachnophobe. And she's on during curly hair, and she lives in her own world. Her enclosure. She gets water and food. She got everything. Andy made me a custom one of those round acrylics at the time. He made me it was a custom one, and um, that's her world. And and like every once in a while, somebody that we know will come over and get her out and play with her. But nope, not me. Nope. She got too big. When she was little, I'd get her out and play with her and stuff. Nope. She stays in here. I had a rose hair, and it just stayed. I just stared at it. And then one day, I was like, I'm I'm done with this. I gave it to someone who owns spiders. Like you can have this thing. It's not, I mean, I bought it because I was like, I want a tarantula. And then I realized, I'm never going to touch this damn thing. Not in a million nope. years. She's cool to watch. I just, nope, not my thing. Well, they're really like, good to handle them anyway, because if you drop them, you can actually rupture their exoskeleton yeah. and kill them. Yeah. Some people are always like, oh, it won't kill you. I was like, no, but those are big-ass fangs, well, and she, I just she, want holes she, in my body. Yeah, she, she, April's worried about killing her. That she reared up to try to bite me. I would have to have a heart attack. I'd run through everything. <laughs> like, across windows. Like, I would be out of there. Like, she wouldn't have a chance. I'd be gone. Um, but no, I just, it's, she's cool to look at. It's, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I have a few of those look-only animals. So well, It's like, as cool as Goliaths are. I, I'm not sure I want uh, that in my house. Uh, no, no. That looks like the size of a pug. Uh-uh. No, I don't <laughs> want to the size of a pug. No. Uh, they're not. They're not very attractive either. No, they're, they're just giant. They're giant yeah, and brown. Nasty. I mean, I, they're cool though. I, I do like them. orange knees, and apparently, orange knees are like hard to find where they used to be, like all the time. Yeah, I think that like the Indian ornamentals; those are beautiful, and and so I mean, I can, I can, you know, I, I can enjoy the beauty of them. I think they're they're fascinating, but they're just not for me. <laughs> not for me. Especially if everyone ever got out in the house or out in my reptile room, 
I had oh. an OBT get out once. That was I no, was sweating you. bullets. Oh my oh. gosh! Well, that, the same guy that get, got that I got the Honduran curly hair. Hannah was like six or seven years old, and he was at a show, and she was helping him sort slings out of the egg sacks and stuff. And he gave her a little OBT, and I guess the whole a little it was tiny. And I guess it got out in our house, um, our last house that we lived in, but that was years ago, and it was teeny tiny. I don't think it made it. I mean, my, my tokes and metric crane geckos that were running around the house probably got it, but um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't don't want to jack with those either. Yeah, no, I'll pass. That's jumping. I'm, jumping spiders are my size and speed. Yeah, I have more. Um, I have more baronids now than I have geckos, though. So. I've I've kind of changed my um, thinking on certain things. So um, have less animals, but a little more um, uncommon stuff, you know. Well, like your little salamanders, the Kaiseri, yeah. That you have to keep cold, right? Yeah, I need to keep them even colder to get them to breed, evidently. So, but they're pink, even, which is why they're cool. Yeah, they're. That's why I use the I use the picture of, of one of them one of my Kaiserites for the Beaumont event page because they're orange and reddish black and it looks like a Halloween kind of theme thing. So, um, but the Kaiserai are cool and the, the leaf tails, the green tree monitors, the monkey tails, the Akis. Akis are by far my favorite. Species. Yeah, I know you love those things. Dude, they're insane. They're so much fun to watch. You you uh, built a big cage for them, didn't you? Actually, we, we refurbished a big cage. I used to have my Heloderma in that cage. I had some beaded lizards in that cage. Uh, and it was just an old cage that we found off Craigslist years and years ago. And my son and I just completely stripped it down and rebuilt it. I've thought about doing Ackies at some point. But yeah, that's just, they take time and I don't want to, I don't want to no, deprive the animal of time. They don't take time. Really? Yeah, dude, they're... They have the brain capacity of a three-year-old child. They're smarter than you, so <laughs> you're yeah, got you. Yeah. But um, I mean, they're fun to watch hunt. But I mean, you don't. Again, that's not something you don't have to feed them every single day. And they're you know they're insect eaters. They'll eat crickets, but watching them hunt, they work together. It's pretty interesting. Are your monkey tails assholes? Yes, my male is. They come out that way. I, I, they're, no, I, they're born I, assholes. Females, females were fine, and the male. It, dude, it will launch himself at you if you open the front glass. Insanely strong jaws for a vegetarian. Yes. And they eat freaking toxic puffets. So, I mean, there's that. That's like in the wild. That's like 100% diet. Yeah, that's yeah. where the, it's it's from where they're at. Yeah, so uh, the Solomon Islands. So that's where a lot of it grows. And, and um, yeah, they, they eat, they've eaten trays and stuff of that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. So, but, what gecko do you not have right now that you want? The Afroidura. You have many leeches? Do you just have one leechy, right? Yeah, I just have the one right now. But I'm not getting any, I mean, I'm not getting any new animals anytime soon at all. I mean, <laughs> our, uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, it's funny that she's laughing. <laughs> ask, her who, ask her what the last animal we got was. The sulcata. Why'd you get a sulcata? I didn't. She did. And that was just for a friend. To See? It needed to be polka dot. And that was a friend. Oh. That, yeah, I, I, yeah. The last animal I bought was crickets. 
I don't. I haven't. I haven't gotten any animals in a long the time. Was that long the Teku was in long because Cassie couldn't keep it. Oh. It was long. But I, I needed a male. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You got the last animal. Mm-hmm. So I do need a male sunset northern though. She's massive. I want a northern blue tongue. Yeah, we used to. That's what we used to breed too. We used to breed blue tongues. Um, and then I oh. got a, I got a female sunset from Scott and Nathan. Um, and uh, I need a male. She's getting to be adult size now. She's getting ready to be bred. I want, I want uh, a northern so bad. I, I don't ever want to breed them because that scares the ever loving shit out of me. They're pretty rough, man. They rip Hurt arms them. off. We didn't get, to, we didn't lose any limbs, but we got some scarification and some bloodletting. It's pretty, it's pretty violent breeding. Just, just imagine if that was like how humans did it. You just that go up to someone and like, grab their arm and start yanking it, like sleep with me and just yanking their arm. Off. I'm sure there's a kink for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta do it leopard, blue tongue style. Leopard geckos are pretty violent too, though. Geckos, geckos are pretty violent whenever they're breeding. Um, we've actually had a couple females that have been killed by the males, big females, like you know, bigger than the males. Um, it's sad, but it, you know, it's 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 happened before. Um, so, That's crazy. Yep. I like my boas. They they just hump and then they're done. Yep. No fear of anybody eating anybody, chewing anything no, off. Then they, they produce, you know, a dozen little freaking demon assholes. <laughs> that was one thing about going over to Chase's that I always had to wear. You know, when I would come back and I'd go help Chase feed or something and. I'd come back and my arms were just covered in little little blood spots because sticking your arms in with those babies and shit. And you get tagged like 15, 20 times before you know it. But that's the only way you can grab a bow out of the enclosure, just reach in and grab the damn thing, you know? My, my boas weren't that bad. Now, when I had my years ago, when I had rainbow boas, yeah, you're going to get bit. There's, there's just, there's no way around it. You any problem with rainbow boas. Really? Oh, yeah. every single baby I had would bite. They sucked. I, mean, I loved them, and I want more, but man, they bite. That's why I was like, nope, gloves. I wore gloves all the time. Yeah, Common and doom rolls. Doom rolls are dicks, too. I want a doom roll so bad. I should have bought it before nerd screwed up the pricing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I did want to talk. So another video I had Ma- Max, our buddy Max, had Max's view, had uh, a video that showed the Conroe show. So if anybody wants to see what the Conroe show kind of looks like, Go see Max's view on YouTube, and the video is titled "A Four Year Old's First Reptile Show," and this is how they spend my money. And they ended up buying—I forget what he bought, but I think it was a mammal. I think he bought a mammal, a possum. I think he bought a short-tailed possum. He got a sulcata too. So Lori said, "That's right, he got a sulcata from the Grants." Yeah. Uh, oh, Dave Kaufman had a video this week out with uh, green tree pythons from uh, is it T? TSK? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, I, I like looking at green trees. I don't want to own a green tree. That's yeah, another one where, like, genetics are just weird. You're just like, alright, let's see what we get. Yeah. Well, the green trees that... Is it Bill Siegel that has them? The black yeah. one? Yes. Yeah. Those are freaking awesome. And then the babies are turning black, too, so that's freaking cool. He doesn't have anything ready. He usually bends our Conroe show. I say he's in there. Yeah, he lives in Dallas. He lives up here. Um, but yeah, he's got some cool stuff. He's, he's really cool. Uh, uh um, yeah, I just don't think he has much right now as far as stock to Ben. 
They, uh, but he but has the, cool the, stuff to show in pictures. But the problem yeah. is you don't know if it's going to be cool when it's born. No. You're taking a gamble that you bought one that's going to look like the sickness. And in reality, it could just be green. Yep. Well, that's why I think he held back like all of the sickness's kids to see what, what would happen. Yeah, he was yeah. actually he was actually doing it the right way. Instead of just releasing a bunch of stuff and making a bunch of money, he decided to hold back and see what it was doing genetically, which is mm-hmm. smart. Because that's like yep. all the the blue ones. You're like, ooh, it's gonna be blue. I was like, or it could be green. Yeah, and he's holding on to his he's holding on to his, his market too. You know, he's he's being smart about that. Yeah. You don't want to saturate it, then everybody produces them saying, "All oh, these are het sickness," and then it screws everything up. So. I will say in the video that Dave Coffin put out, TSK had one that I thought was amazing. It was like melanistic, so it was like black and green, mm-hmm. and it just it like the it was solid black scale, solid green scales. So you didn't have like bleeding into another scale. So just the way that looked all over the body was awesome. So you need to look at a Mangshan Viper. That's my favorite. I say those, those are great too. Yeah, Mangshan oh, awesome. is the most beautiful vipers in the world. I love them. I love them so much. It used to be my phone's background for a really long time. Yeah. Every time we go to the zoo, I just sit there and watch them, even though they would just <laughs> sit there. <laughs> Made me happy. <laughs> Did I do anything? No, I didn't do anything. My vet actually back in California um, had he bought like a pair of or a trio of babies of those. He had a yeah, bunch yeah. of venomous stuff, and actually did it legally too, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we want to add. We've actually talked about adding a mainshan to uh, the trailer. Oh, that yeah. Let's, cool. Okay, let's, let's talk about that. So go ahead and, and explain your trailer, because it's, it's really cool if you come to any of the Herb shows. Um, yeah, so we went in with East Square Exotics and purchased a trailer. Basically, it's a walkthrough experience, and it has some mainly venomous snakes, uh, but it's got a big berm and, and, and some big, big Western Diamondbacks and a few Cobras and um, some of the common native stuff as well, uh, but we've got uh, Bushmaster, not a Bushmaster, uh, Gabby's and Rhinos and Gila. uh, uh Heloderma. Yeah, that's that's actually the male that's going to be bred to uh, Taco, um, the um, their Gila monster um, pair. I want, I want I want a baby. I good want luck, one so bad. Good luck getting on that list. <laughs> I think Ariana Ariana's like number one on that list. Um, but yeah, so you can, you can walk through to most of the shows that we have. It's $3 admission and it helps basically pay for maintenance and feeding and everything. So, uh, we went on it with them. They actually have it at their house. They, they have all, all the animals there. We're going to slowly add some more animals to it and it's full right now. We're just going to swap out some stuff. And, and so and it's not just glass tanks and cage carpet. Like it's nice. The whole wall. Yeah. It's, with... being, it's constantly being updated and worked. I think the girls are going to do a mural on the wall. And stuff. And they, cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably re- end up rewrapping it eventually, um, but it was the North Texas Rattlesnake Museum is how we bought it. Yeah, it's so, it's a cool little trailer to walk through. Yeah, it's, it's we can't do the actual hands-on educational stuff. It actually helps a lot, you know, having something people can go check out and see a little more up close and personal um, with all the COVID stuff. So it, it's worked out pretty well. It's just you know something we always wanted to add to the experience, you know. Yeah, that was weird at the Conroe show not having the uh, educational room. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been it's it's been like that for for all the shows. You know, we really can't do any of the educational stuff, so um, we just kind of follow the you know the rules, the mandates, and do what we can, and go from there. Um, and then one other video I saw this week that I thought was cool was Jason's Exotic Reptiles. It was uh, titled "You're Expecting What to Do When Your New Baby Arrives," and the reason I like this one is he shows you kind of 
what you should expect if you get a properly shipped package to you with a reptile in it. Because uh, I've gotten some not properly shipped packages to me with reptiles in it before. And that's always one of... When you, when, when you go to pick up a package at FedEx and you're expecting, like, the reptiles to you box that I always ship out in, and you end up getting a, uh, like, an aquarium filter box that's been taped shut. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to be good. No. So, uh, I like that and video. Usually, and, and usually that's a lacy act violation when that happens because they doesn't it's not clearly marked that it has a live animal or reptile. Yes. That's why I like reptiles to you because I can get the box that's marked, and then I can yep. print the labels and tape them to it. Yep. yep. So everything's easy. Yep. One stop shop. Gotta love Queenie. I say I know Debbie's not listening <laughs> to me, but way to go! Everybody should talk to Debbie and yep. get shipping supplies through reptiles to you. With you amazing customer you. service, if exactly. anything goes wrong, yeah. The customer service, you're never going to get any better. Nope. She will hunt down your package. Yes, she will. <laughs> she has the person that has it. She had a she had a gecko or two geckos put on a first class seat and flown to my house because it got lost at a hub and it showed up and, and hired a courier to have it delivered to my house at 10 p.m. that night. Yep, I believe no it 100%. No yep. And she's yep. and she's a lot of fun. So like, uh, if you go to the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to go see Debbie and Bill. Go, go see Bill. That's oh, but those are my videos for the week. So any lizard thing I did not touch on, Sean, that you want to talk about? Because I know you've got a football game to get to before Lori watches it without you. Oh, she's already watching and flagging yeah, me out. Hey, 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 be quiet. I've got it recording. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> He's recording. Um, no, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I was just kind of giving you crap because you do a lot of snake stuff, but I wanted <laughs> to get into a little more difference, and I introduced you to a really cool person yes. in Conroe. Um, that's going to be, I, I'm not going to spoil a surprise or anything for you, uh, for everyone else, but, um, he's going to be a really good person to talk to. He's going to be shooting people straight. He might hurt some feelers. He might, he might hurt some people's feelers. Uh, a yeah, little I'm bit. excited. Uh, but, um, he's, he's a really good guy and, um, he's going to get into some bear species too, because I, I've been getting more into like the Ackies and the monitors and Tegu fabs and stuff. I have the high post Savannah monitor. I'd love to try to breed that project. Uh, the green tree monitors and, and stuff like that too. So, but he's the written actual books and stuff on the subject. So, um, and, and he he shoots people straight. He'll tell you whether or not he thinks that's a good enough pet for you or not. Um, uh, so, you know, the rock monitor is mostly going to be no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw the Bell's Face lace monitors at the show. Um, um, yeah. Don Church from, from Sarian Farms was there at Conroe, and oh my, uh, I'm, I went. I actually went to Lori and said. If I spent thirty five hundred dollars on a monitor, would you would you be mad at me? And she said, "Yeah." I said, "Would you divorce me?" She goes, "Yeah." So shit. <laughs> right, so, so how much is a lace monitor? Just a lace monitor, not a Bell's face. Just... Lace monitors are cool, but the Bell's face are amazing. I just don't get it. Panda lizards, dude. Back like three to five years ago, it was like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, they're they're thirty five to fifty five now. But if you look look at look at monkey tail skinks, you know, fifteen years ago they were thirty five dollars. Now they're mm -hmm. you know seven fifty to five to seven fifty to fifteen hundred. Yeah. Now people are breeding them, right? They're not just all imports. Um, they're oh, still, still all imports. Yeah, because dude, they're they're not supposed to. I mean, they're hard to I'm breed. Like, isn't, that's yeah, that's okay. what I'm trying to work on. They're from Australia, are they not? How did they get over here? That's all been illegal for a long time. 
Solomon Island schemes? Solomon Island. Oh, no, no. They're not from Australia. I thought we were still talking about Bill's face. (laughs) Oh, the lace monitors? The lace monitors were being bred in captivity all over. I thought you were talking about some monkey tails. The monkey tails. No, no, no. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they, they're the only reptile with the placenta, and they produce one animal, one baby a year. One big ass baby. Huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. So it's you know, it's just one of those things. I, I mean, I'd love to be able to produce them eventually, but I feel I'm like the answer, the answer to any question about how did something get here from Australia is Germany. Germany. It's, it's Germany. It got here because of Germany. It's through Germany or a ham show usually. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that's how Bearded Dragons got here. And I mean, now look where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Germany. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you need to diversify your, your knowledge base on other reptiles. That's why I think you having other people on with different stuff will kind of give you a perspective. There's actually a lot of stuff that you would probably enjoy keeping that's not even as hard to keep as snakes. And Joe's going to prove that right, right with that crusted gecko. You watch. Fucking crusted gecko. You're I mean, it is, it. The crested gecko is pretty easy. Yeah, no, it's not hard. I'm just like, well, and he's still what? bitter about the whole situation. Yeah, he's bitter because she didn't pick a snake. But you know what? She did her research better than most people that come to shows. She actually walked around, and talked to breeders, and she talked to people that had them, and she talked to people about their care and their setup, and she did a really good job. And I'm proud of her. So she don't did, give her crap. She's still been bugging me all week. She's planning a podcast with two other vendors' kids. Good. Uh, they they want to do a reptile podcast, so That'd I, be cool. I, I told I'm her excited I th- for it. So I think what would be really good is three kids interviewing like actual people in the hobby, like big time breeders in the hobby. I was like, yeah. that'd be hilarious. It'd be great. So yeah, now gonna, awesome. I'm just gonna be pissed if she gets a better interview than I do. <laughs> she well, probably you, will. <laughs> she probably will because she's a kid and she's a lot cuter than you. But she also will probably talk about other stuff besides just snakes. Yep. You know what? Go to hell. You know I love you, but I'm telling you. So I just wait, till she, wait till she hits you up for sponsorship. She's been hitting every, like hit me up. She hit up Robert. She doesn't even know what she needs sponsorship for. She's like, will you sponsor my podcast? <laughs> I'll sponsor your podcast. That's so funny. I was, like, I was like, what do you need it for? She goes, well, you have sponsors. Like, I know, but what do you need it for? <laughs> <laughs> Working the system already. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, great. That's so great. So yep. at some point there will be a, a kids friendly kid ran reptile gumbo podcast episode going out. Good, uh, Good. that'd be funny. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So that's that's all I got for this week. I know Sean wants to get to go watch football, so that Lori doesn't ruin it all for him. And we got to yeah. order Sorry, I was so quiet too. My cats yeah. were being assholes. No, you're good. That's what you get <laughs> from ball sacks. I but, don't uh, know. But seriously, you know, try to try to get somebody else on that you know has some other knowledge base. And like I said, you know, you got the I want a oh, turtle God. person. Oh, what? Cool. I want a turtle person. Um, we might be able to work that out for you. I've got a couple people in mind um, that I can talk to you about the turtle thing. Yeah. And some venomous cool. keepers, too, that do oh, it yeah, right. We definitely have that on lock. You should talk to Eric and Kristen. Yeah. Fascination cool. hurt. Um, uh, yeah, Eric and Elise, of course. Uh, probably Elise. <laughs> you know, Eric's, yeah. Eric Ola. See, that's, that's the other problem. Like, there's a lot of really cool reptile people out there, but not all of them are cool podcast guests. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that one guy will be. Yes, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. 
I'll, I'll reach out to Russ Gurley too. Um, he might he might be, be, awesome. he might be a good one um, for, for turtles and tortoises. And stuff. Yes, several. It's a little bit about turtles. Lot, lots of books published. He was at the show. I was surprised to actually see him at Conroe. Um, got, got, I got to talk, catch up with him for a bit. Uh, but there's a couple other people that I can kind of throw, you know, throw you some names and reach out to them for you. So, but I, I think what? diversifying it will give you, a, you know, bigger, a broader listing base for sure. I, I would like to talk to people about some other stuff. Like my problem is like everybody I know, I'm like we all own snakes. But I was like, I, yeah, that's, that's the what hard I was, part. Well, well, Sean, Sean knows people, so I was like, Sean will help me out. Yeah. And- I, I don't mind talking to people, so when I go to the next reptile show, I can just find different people that have different types of animals and see if they'd be interested in coming yep. on. Absolutely. Yep. So. Yepers. So do we did we really talk about your geckos, April? Your little barking geckos. No, I mean, we geckos. mentioned them. Yeah, we did talk about. We mentioned them. Yeah. Those. You're probably what? staring at your snake cage or something or worried about getting <laughs> or something. That's what you were doing. I like my dwarf geckos more, so honestly. I think they're the coolest things and Gloria, I don't really get to play with them. Right right and slapping me. You know what? It's not like it's the Texans. Calm down. <laughs> She's from Kansas City though. She's a Chiefs fan too. Oh what? my goodness. Really? No. You're not. You're not. Wrap it up, much. James. Come on. You're not. You're not missing much, bud. Hey, hey, stop that! Shush. <laughs> you don't, don't ruin my time of fast forwarding through commercials and in between. <laughs> All right. So, Sean, I want to thank you for coming on. No problem. It was awesome. Uh, and I'm sure sometime I'll bug you again about coming on and talking about something else. Yeah, and April, <laughs> make sure you come up and say hi whenever you come to the show. I will. Yes. I absolutely will. Cool. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I gotta get. I gotta get her out to Conroe once all COVID is over. I gotta get her out to Conroe and Tracy Barker's there because yes, hey, we're fangirl over Tracy Barker. Oh yeah, I'll just sit there yeah. for hours and just talk with her about like Tracy all will be there. Be negative. I'm hoping she'll be there in January. I mean, she might make the December Austin show, but probably January, honestly. Oh, for my birthday, we'll do that. Sounds yeah. good to me. I mean. <laughs> I'll be there, so you come down and ride with me. We'll go over there, April. Okay, sounds good. I'll save up all my vacation time. We're good. And, That's and what I do. We... I save up all my vacation time for shows. <laughs> and then uh, in Lafayette, you can get your freaking ball python book I had to buy from Tracy's table for yes. you. Yes, yes, I'm excited for that, too. <laughs> That's a great book. People don't it understand. Can't, it can't look. I'm not downplaying Tracy Barker at all, but it's about ball python, so it can't be that great. Well, have have Joe read it because I know you won't. So have Joe read it before I take it, and she'll be able to tell you about how great it is. Did you get the invisible art? I don't have that one. I want that. You need that. I, I like going to reptile shows and buying books. That's always yeah, fun. The, the invisible like, art is probably one of the best books that's come out in the last ten years, as far as reptile keeping. I got. I think pythons of the world. Uh, at one of the silent auctions in Conroe, a few Conroes back. I have that so, one too. But I mean, <laughs> I, I want Invisible Arc. I mean, I won't have the Ball Python one, but I do want Invisible Arc. Pythons of the World has lots of pictures, James. You would like that one. That's why, yeah, that's why I want it. <laughs> it's like all pictures. Yeah. Lots of pictures. <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I don't need to read it. One day it'll be a movie. I'll be good. Yeah, there oh, you go. my goodness. <laughs> all right. Sean. If people want to get a hold of you and annoy you and bother you, what is the best way? 
Um, you can just message me on Facebook, honestly, or uh, you can go to the, the Herp Show um, uh, business page, herpshow.net. You can email us there as well. Uh, we have right, a contact form on Herpshow.net. Lori. Lori will answer you. And, uh... Lori gets the email. I actually, <laughs> I actually get the copies of the emails, too. I get the, I get the emails, too. But I don't answer any of them. She usually gets ahead of me. Like, she's like, I already answered that. I already did that. I already did that. I actually, what I've been doing is answering all the the comments and, and stuff on the ads and, and uh, on the business page for the. Questions. Yeah, I want to hit. I want to hit on that just for a second, and then we'll go. I, I I love I love what happens when someone comments something stupid on one of your ads, <laughs> <laughs> and all the vendors just like jump in, and and that person just disappears. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, wait, that it's you know it's a hornet's nest. And they they started on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Sean, did you know that your show sounds like herpes? Yeah, God, you know how many memes I have of that? <laughs> yeah. Or, or they shouldn't allow y'all to do that. Yeah, that should be illegal, or we're going to protest, not one freaking protest. No, like I've waited because I'm like, this is not the place you want to show up and protest. It's really just no, not. No, no, <laughs> no, wrong crowd. <sighs> Alright, yes. Uh, you still there? I think James left. But if you are looking to get a hold of me, you can go to www.designerexotics.net or Designer Exotics on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. On Facebook, I'm April Justine. You can go ahead and give me a friend's request. Hopefully, I'll get it because those disappear. And I think James is still gone. Yeah, I think he died. But you can find James at Simply Serpents. You can find us at The Reptile Gumbo Podcast. You can email us at Gmail. Go on Facebook. Give us what you want to hear us talk about. Like Sean said, less snakes. And hey, we're doing less snakes, or at least trying to. (laughs) So what you guys say absolutely counts. I hope you guys have a great day, a great week. And Sean, enjoy football. All right, bye.